it's on parade the too ugly for tv podcast bonus friday podcast i will uh, be talking to jake later today and i will ask him if he is ever going to send me some jake bonus podcasts uh, we had talked about it a while ago and then uh, he forgets i think but this week uh, the podcast i have uh, dialed up is called okay go in the middle of nowhere and this is how it goes i was confused when i saw the show listed I'd been keeping tabs on OK Go, watching their tour schedule to see if they'd be near me, when I saw Worthington, Minnesota pop up. I don't live in Minnesota, so I assumed it was a Twin Cities suburb, and considering they tend to sell out the Minneapolis area quickly, I didn't put too much hope into making the date. But for shits and giggles, I looked up Worthington, and it turns out it is a town of 13,000 people on the Minnesota-Iowa border. This puzzled me because I wondered why in the hell OK Go would be playing there. I mean, sure, Worthington is home to a small technical college, but it nothing near the scope of, say, the University of Wisconsin or the University of Iowa. Those two colleges can literally double the population of their respective cities. Any band playing those locations can count on a decent foundation of college students for ticket sales. But Worthington, nothing suggested any band should make a trip there. So what was I missing? I made sure I was reading everything correctly. Uh, OK Go had the Worthington Memorial Auditorium listed on their website, check. The Worthington Memorial Auditorium, in turn, had OK Go listed on their website, check. So everything matched, but it still didn't make sense. OK Go's website showed they'd be playing the Fillmore in San Francisco in a few weeks, and that made sense. The Worthington Memorial Auditorium, a 735-seat venue, did not. But that said, a trip to the Fillmore was not going to happen for me. A trip to Minnesota? That's just a several-hour drive. I had to pull the trigger and do it. So after enlisting Grandma as a babysitter for our kiddos, the uh, wife and I bought tickets and made plans to see OK Go do their thing. Driving into Worthington, everything looked exactly as expected. It was a small Midwest town with modest houses, many bars, and, and an old-time main street surrounded by an off-ramp area replete with gas stations. This town wasn't a destination. It was a pit stop used as you drove across the country on Interstate 90. OK Go, in my mind, still had no reason to be here. Pulling up at the venue, I saw a family walking across the parking lot. One mom, a counterpart dad, and two offspring somewhere around ages 8 and 10, give or take. From that signpost, I suspected this was not going to be your typical rock audience. Entering the facility, I smiled when I saw what kind of people were milling about. My parking lot diagnosis was right. This wasn't a rock audience. In fact, these people were not OK Go fans. Well, maybe a few were, but not the majority of them. From kids as young as four to octogenarians on date night, this was the very definition of a community event. These were locals getting out of the house, teenagers, middle-aged farmers and overalls, middle schoolers. A big Los Angeles band was coming to their town and they wanted to see what all the fuss was about. It was one of the most diverse audiences I've been in. Because when you see any band, you generally know what you're going to have surrounding you. Taylor Swift is going to draw mostly white 13 to 20 year old girls. You too will pull middle-aged white people and people who just love music. 
Beyonce has a mixed audience, but one that leans African-American and Monster X is supported by throngs of Asian girls, more than you could shake a stick at, in fact. A community event draws the community. For this small, majority-white Midwestern town, the diversity was impressive, and not just in the age range already described. Ethnically, Latinos, Asians, and African-Americans were all represented. When the show started, the excitement in the room was tangible. Everyone was enthusiastic, but also curious. So when the lead singer Damien asked, with the house lights up of course, so he could see the people doing the between-song applauding, does anyone have a question? One woman asked what everyone was thinking. Why Worthington? Damien's first response drew laughter and applause. Why not Worthington? His second response made more sense. He explained that someone representing the Worthington Memorial Auditorium saw the band was playing another Minnesota show the following night and asked, hey, uh, could you put one here first? And the band responded with, hmm, why not? In fact, Damien went one further, asking back, why anywhere but Worthington? And from there, everything got better. This wasn't going to be, as Damien described it, a, quote, rock show. This was something, again, quote, arty. The band didn't play a straightforward concert. OK Go played an interactive show full of Q&A, open discussions, humor, and app-fueled audience participation. What I mean by that is there was an app that you downloaded and uh, you used your phone as an instrument to play along with the band during the song What To Do. So as music emanated forth from the stage, so it was being returned to the band via the audience. Explaining that they, like most bands, had to lip-sync on their first television appearance, the band decided they wanted to try something different for this show. On stage was a large video screen, and OK Go played live along to each song's accompanying music video. Sort of reverse lip-syncing, if you will. It's a difficult trick, and Damien glanced over his shoulder on more than one occasion to make sure he was keeping pace with the video behind him. A live performance is a living and breathing organism where time is fluid. The length of a video, however, is set in stone. If you flub up your live part, the pre-recorded visuals are going to keep barreling forward, band be damned. Now, if Damien was the evening's ringleader, uh, guitarist Andy Ross acted as the band's engineer. Not only did he slip away a couple times for mechanical issues, he reminded the band of changes they needed to make in order to maintain their stride with the videos playing behind them. Two solos, he told them before, I won't let you down, and no solo as they began upside down and inside out. Now the explanation for the latter being is, there's no solo in the recorded version of that song, but when they play it live, they usually throw a solo in for fun. But if they added a solo to this performance, well then they'd be off sync with the video. For the song A Million Ways, they forewent instruments and performed the video's choreographed dance along with the actual video as it played. During the song Needing Getting, they recreated the, quote, instruments used in its video. They played on glasses filled with water, a plastic barrel, bass guitar, and banged on buckets to replicate drum sounds. Shooting the Moon, their offering to a Twilight soundtrack, that was played entirely using handbells. During an extended moment of technical difficulties, specifically the fuzz effect not working on Damien's guitar rig, he and bassist Tim Nordwind acted and sang out a scene from Les Miserables. I'd like to see the boys in Bon Jovi pull that one off. 
At one point, uh, the Forever at Ease lead singer asked a four-year-old, am I doing a good job saying trucking? This was a wink to adults who knew that certain song lyrics actually contained a different, slightly harsher word. A 12-year-old girl asked just how much confetti the band had, and given the seemingly endless supply used by intermission alone, it was a decent question. Well, what we do is see how much money we're going to make on a gig, Damien explained. And then we take that money and spend it on confetti, so we break even on the night. He then went on to point out that the confetti was both recycled and biodegradable. And salty, actually, he mentioned after tasting a piece. The concert was, in a word, fantastic. And I wasn't alone in thinking so. There was an amazing transformation between the pre-show audience and the intermission audience. Before the show, everyone was in the lobby milling about aimlessly. They were out of the house to do something, and tonight just happened to be a concert. At intermission, there was a decent-sized cluster at the merchandise table. Even better for OK Go, people were looking at the CD selection specifically. They were hearing the music and responding to it. Now, I realize that almost everything described can be replicated. The songs, the asides, even the Les Miserables. What cannot be replicated is the city and the audience. OK Go has San Francisco on their calendar. They have Los Angeles. In those cities, they'll sell thousands of tickets, all to their fans. Nowhere on their docket is another tiny Midwestern town. I find it doubtful their other shows will contain entire families or handfuls of elderly farmers or a gaggle of giggling 14-year-old girls. And that's what was important about this particular concert. These people were discovering a band. People in Los Angeles, they already know OK Go. There are legendary shows a band plays. Sting says hundreds of people try to claim they were at the infamous three-person police concert from their first American tour. Thousands of people nowhere near Woodstock try and say they were at Max Yasker's Dairy Farm in 1969. And Pink Floyd, they only played four cities when touring behind the wall in 1979. But that doesn't stop people from pretending they saw one of those performances. Seeing OK Go in a nowhere town in southern Minnesota might not become as mythically famous as those concerts. But it will be to me. I'm going to put it on the shelf between my being the only male, much less heterosexual person, at a Melissa Etheridge show before she came out of the closet, and watching Slayer open for Wasp and seeing the entire audience leave after the dying notes of Raining Blood. Every concert has the potential to be great, but OK Go in Worthington, Minnesota? That was special. Now, if someone would just convince them to play Iowa City and add 1,000 miles per hour to the set list, all would be right in the world.